Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts Lucy Davis and Benjamin Holden. Today's podcast is all about the importance of your morning routine. Now this is a topic we really wanted to talk about because we implemented a really strong and healthy morning routine probably about three weeks ago and we wanted to discuss that with you today. Indeed, so I just thought we would kick off the podcast today with a very insightful quote, which is, you will never change your life until you change something that you do daily. I really like that. Yeah. I know. First, I've heard that quote as well. I think with morning routine, before we get carried away, I think a lot of people will think, oh, it's just about meditation or some spiritual strangeness because mm-hmm. basically that's what I used to think. But genuinely, my morning routine has honestly changed my life. Now, although this may seem very philosophical, is it? Philosophical. (laughs) My morning routine is literally like sharpening a pencil. It's preparing yourself for the day ahead of where you can either enter it blunt and empty or you can enter it sharp and ready to roll. Yeah, 100%. We... Well, when lockdown started, we really struggled with our morning routine. It was something that was very difficult to kind of get your head around. I think it was the same with everyone because a lot of people's routines were completely thrown out the window. You're not going to work. You're not driving in your car. You're not driving to the gym. You're not doing this and that. And our sleeping pattern also messed up. And then we'd be getting up late and it was like, oh my God, we're getting up at nine o'clock. Like our day is just off to a really bad Mm -hmm. start. And if your day actually is off to a bad start, it's quite hard to change that motion of your day and start to have a more positive and optimistic day if you've been woken up on a on the wrong side of bed, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to fly... Well, actually, before I fly and see some of these stats, I'm going to start with my, my morning monster. I hate the morning monster. Is it? I just... I don't drink monster at all. I'm sorry if you guys also don't agree. I don't like it either. It's okay. I love Monster. Getting ready for the day. It's the fizziness. It hurts. Well, I enjoy it. No, no. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, firstly, when we're looking at morning routines and routines in general, I just thought I'd drop some quick facts in regard to the adherence to them. So it's something that will just simply happen if you plan for it. And it's something that we need to dedicate our time to because we can get very lazy with them. And statistically speaking, 92% who of people who want to quit smoking fail. 95% of people who want to lose weight fail or experience some kind of yo-yo in effect. And obviously that doesn't include the MyCoach School members because they all absolutely smash it, sort of plug. Mm-hmm. Just thought we'd say this podcast is also sponsored by... The MyCoach School, which is our coaching school. Well, 88% of people who want to implement new year routine or some kind of routine fail to implement anything at all so basically when you are starting any new habit or routine the odds are pretty much stacked against you which is i suppose today what we want to help you really change and achieve in regards to your morning routine do you know what's interesting about what you said there i think with the the failure figures it's because people try and go hell for leather on starting a new podcast or doing something new or a weight loss or whatever it is or if you want to start reading you'll buy 20 books and you'll put them on your bookshelf and you won't even read one because you make the habit so unattractive 
and not easy to do so you will not do it you want to make those one percent increments and improvements and you'll see so much benefit over the months and the years mm-hmm. so you're making a task look monumental basically yeah but with i suppose myself and with lucy we'll, we'll firstly dive into why we started on morning routines so as i mentioned i think on it might have been on last week's podcast episode and the week before probably mentioned it a couple of times I've had some issues with my sleeping and it's sometimes been put me into a really shit mood for the day. So a big reason for starting my morning routine was for this reason. And I'd listened to so many successful people and a lot of people I idolized and looked up to. And one thing that I noticed, which was quite common, is that they all had a morning routine or something that they'd start the day with. And I wanted to change the way that I started my day because I, I kind of, it's been, it's, how many weeks has it been since we started the morning routine? I want to say like three three weeks. It was no. since the event. It was but since the I think well I think it's been, a, I think we've done a month. It might have been the start of May. Mm. Um, but I can't really remember what our morning routine was before that. I know we didn't really have one, <laughs> but we just kind of wake up, didn't we? Especially during isolation. We'd wake up, dive, str- I'd go straight on my laptop. I'd go straight on Instagram. And then... I'd be into emails, like, pretty much straight away. Now, I don't know about you, but, and what your morning routine currently entails, or if it's something that you want to change, I'm guessing it is if you listen to this podcast, but kind of getting up, dragging yourself out of bed, and then being pretty much woken up or slapped in the face by a load of emails isn't the most healthy way to start your day. I think what we were also really bad for and I always just remember it now because we're so much more focused on our morning routine we used to get up in the morning Ben just used to say pass me my phone and he'd go on Instagram and it was like eight in the morning yeah and it's like why are you going on Instagram and then he was on Instagram so I was like oh go on then like I'll have a little scroll Scroll away but the issue is obviously because our job partly is on Instagram we have a lot of messages so you'll wake up in the morning you'll look at DMs and there's like a hundred DMs and instantly you're stressed because you know you have to get back to those people and it just really really offset our day because you were already stressed and it used to make me quite anxious before I'd even got out of bed which is just not something that you want to be doing so that is probably one of the best things definitely for me that we have cut out um one thing that i do do sorry though just to admit sometimes when you're still asleep on a saturday morning because i often wake up before you don't i <laughs> have I'll, like a line on i'll jump onto my my phone straight away and i'll go on that game oh, but he has a bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's called garden scape and uh, it's one of those free games that i downloaded off facebook and got addicted to and one saturday oh, i was playing so in the garden bad. for about five hours straight and you know when you say to yourself like how do people get addicted to these games and not spending so much money? Uh, I think in the first day I spent 50 quid. Yeah, literally. <laughs> on the game. Really I was strange. playing with my mate Bill and I've got to do up his mansion and his garden in the back basically <laughs> and we've just got a dog and I think we just finished setting up some of the new bench in the garden but we're, um, we're, get, we're getting carried away for it here with uh, Gardenscape. This, this isn't sponsored by yeah, Gardenscape so we'll move on from that one. But the reason why we started the morning team is because I wanted to go into my work a lot happier than I suppose it currently had been. It was, was one of the big reasons. And implementing the new morning routine was something that has, I suppose, 
massively change that and because if I was not fulfilled myself and creating my best version of me when I wake up in the morning then I suppose my clients friends and family are not going to be getting the best version of me as well so practically speaking it has made me a better coach a better person a better partner and the list goes on yeah everything you just said there was absolutely perfect and me and Ben because we're very alike as people we do actually have a very similar morning routine but also if you do live with somebody else you also need to take on board that you won't be exactly the same in all aspects so I think we should go through our morning routine now and the first thing we do when we go on you're about to chime in then (laughs) yeah just on the on there I've noted I've just seen on my my notes I've made I've scribbled a quick note there with about happiness in regards to morning routine because this has changed like how happy I've been the day massively and how I started my day and I think actually I never made this quote on myself. I did say it the other day I'm becoming a bit of a philosopher, didn't I? Yeah, he he thinks he's a philosopher <laughs> now. He's read like three books, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but I think I've said this a couple of times, and happiness is not something that just appears when you stick your head out the window. No one is genetically or inherent inherently happy. You have to create that feeling. That's what the morning routine is for me. It's creating that feeling. It's something that helps me feel happy for the day because I suppose I was one of those people that sometimes woke up in the morning and just to put it quite bluntly I was sometimes a bit of a grumpy cunt wasn't I yeah I hate um, the word but you were grumpy what am I like now happy and positive and you are you, you actually because it's for you it's helped your sleep as well yeah. so you're sleeping better which means you're waking up less grumpy now can I dive into the morning routine now you may I may dive in so when we initially, we actually wrote down how we were going to do our morning routine and we separated it into four elements. So you have emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. So the black coffee and the pint of water when we get up doesn't always fall into those categories, but I guess it's physical because you're physically doing something. You're physically having the best coffee in the world made by myself and then also having some water. Yeah, I have, I have obviously have a lemon water, which you've... I'm not not enjoying the lemon water so I just have um, a pint of water now and the idea behind that is we love a coffee it kind of signifies to us that the day is starting and then also water so we know for the rest of the day we've at least had a pint of water yeah I just have the lemon water because I'm pretty shit at getting water in so it helps me get a pint in to start the day so at least I've got a pint in I'm I'm terrible at taking liquids in if it's not a monster or a diet pepsi Mm -hmm. So moving on to the emotional side of things and I've had a gratitude journal since the start of the year and I filled it in every day and then Ben also got the same one which is the six. That was Baxton by the way. Yeah you didn't even know. That is the six minute diary and you can get that off Amazon. It is incredible. So Mm. we'll always write down our three gratitudes and Ben just does something a little bit different Mm -hmm. to me but I will make sure I've replied to all my friends and family on WhatsApp and things because that's really important to me that they know that I'm thinking about them. Yeah, whereas I'll do my free gratitudes, which have been uh, a game changer. I think this is something that a lot of people do with the gratitudes and it's been a game changer as as long as you completely commit to them and they, they're meaningful to you um, because they completely can change the way that you feel about that day. But the thing that I'll do directly after that, and I think I might have spoke about this last week, was 
that I'll I'll text someone else or I'll WhatsApp someone who I haven't spoke to for a long time. Um, just trying to think who I've done this morning. I genuinely can't remember who I've just done this morning. That shows how meaningful it was, doesn't it? But <laughs> um, over the, the the past couple of weeks since I've been doing it, because we've been doing it for four weeks and I've been doing it each morning, I've reconnected with over 20 people who I've maybe lost contact with or not spoke to as much. And especially in a time like this at the moment where I'm in isolation, I think a little bit more communication or reaching out to someone you haven't spoken to for a while or even someone you may have had um, some kind of fallen out with or some mishap with is it makes you just feel good for the day that you've started it with good intentions and just spoke to someone different. Yeah, definitely. And once we've both done that, this is where our morning routine differs a little bit. So this is the mental side of things. I will do 20 to 30 minutes of mobility or yoga whilst listening to a podcast so it doesn't really matter what podcast is I have a few favorites and I just listen to what I feel like that morning and in terms of the mobility because I have really bad shin splints at the moment I'm doing specific exercises for my shins and my hips and things and that really does a lot for me mentally whereas Ben will yeah I'll just basically read for either 30 minutes or one chapter my book i'm reading at the moment is called the courage to be disliked which i think interesting i started two days ago i'm like 120 pages in but it is it's a it's kind of like a, a light lightly first i can't say the word help me out <laughs> what is it what is it philosophical philosophical it's lightly philosophical that is even a, a way to be to describe a, nice a book yeah, yeah. So once we've done that for 20, 30 minutes, we will then touch on the physical element, which is where we do our workout. So this could be whatever workout we chose to do that day. Sometimes it could be going for a walk. Like after this, we're going to go for a walk. And that is the physical side of things. Once we've done that, we move on to spiritual, which is Ben's favorite thing Love to it. do. Um, we used to have students when I swam. So I'm, I'm quite used to it, but I still don't love it. But what is it? So we'll get a cold shower. Not just cold though, freezing. freezing. <laughs> I, ever since you've been doing it for the last four weeks, I haven't took a hot shower. And obviously at first when you get in, it's like, oh Jesus, it's, this is like pretty cold. But after you get out, you just feel like, oh, you just feel like awake. And I've done it sometimes before we started the morning routine. So when we got up straight away, I've got a cold shower straight away. And... Like, I feel just alive. You know, like sometimes you kind of drag yourself up the stairs and you're like <laughs> half asleep. When I've got a cold shower first, wow, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. And what's, do you know the thing about the cold shower though? I'll get in sometimes and I'm like, oh, scrub the front a little bit, cold shower, not too bad. Turn around. Get you back. Oh my God. Yeah. It's cold. It's it, really cold. Is it's just it's like the life has just been sucked out of me, isn't it? Though <laughs> yeah. when you turn around that cold shower, it is like a rude awakening that you were not ready for. <laughs> yeah, so that is the spiritual side, and then the last thing we will do. So what I've listed there sounds like it's going to take hours. It's not. It's from half seven till half eight in the morning. We will then after the obviously the workout takes longer. That, that's another thing, by the way. Sorry to just interrupt. As a lot of our listeners will already know I absolutely hate home training. But since I've started the morning routine, I've actually enjoyed training a little bit more. Because like I was talking at the start, 
in regards to sharpening the pencil. You're sharpening yourself to ready yourself for the day and what's about to come up. So when I then go into my workout, I am a lot more positive. I'm ready for it. I'm raring to go. I'm ready to just smash some bicep curls out and get swole. Yeah. So just before Ben was saying that about the workout, what we do after we train. So this is probably around half nine-ish, 10 o'clock now. That is when we will go on social media. That is when we will check Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, the floodgates open. And this has honestly been the most beneficial thing for me my whole entire life. I just feel so much more relaxed. I feel no pressure. I know I can get back to everyone in the day because me and Ben reply to all our DMs and comments because we really appreciate you and we want to show you that. Not that I have that many, by the way. This is Lucy, though. I have hundreds of DMs. I just generally get robots or some idiot messaging me from India saying, do you want to buy more likes or buy more followers because you're engaging slow? So that really, for us, for people who work on, on social media, is really beneficial. And I think for anyone waking up in the morning going on Instagram straight away you will have a bad start to your day you might see something that you don't want to see Mm -hmm. you might see I don't know if you are struggling at the moment with self-confidence or body dysmorphia you go on Instagram and you see someone in a bikini in Australia posing on a beach and you will instantly reflect it on yourself and you've had a bad start to the day it's something that I used to do so often so taking that away and spiritually emotionally mentally and physically feeling good until half 10 I will I feel incredible it truly is absolutely amazing and this is where we wanted to go on to talking about yeah just on that point it's even if you unfollow that person made you feel bad it's not it doesn't mean that 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 person's a bad person it just means that you are not ready to view that person's post at that time or that that post isn't for you at that time like it may be further down the line once you are better ready to uh, on a, a feel in a better position both like with your self-confidence and your own happiness to to see that but at that time you're not ready and it's the same with those messages as well in regards to if you wake up and then you view the message because a lot of the time we'll get messages with of people who i wouldn't say a lot of the time but sometimes you get messages of people who are just fucking norm and the negative mm-hmm. on the end the message shit which is like and then puts you in a bad mood for a day with with like with anything what if something bad happens in the morning then it sets your day off wrong so if you eliminate that factor from your day then the possibility of getting some negativity from social media just isn't there until you are mentally prepared and ready to to tackle it yeah i agree and what we wanted to talk to you about because everything we spoke about there within the morning routine is actually habit formation they are habits and you're trying to create a habit of a morning routine but within that there's obviously different habits of I want to read more I want to exercise more x y and z so for habit formation there are four laws of behavioral change and I recently read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear and it really opened my perspective about habit habit formation and the more I read this book I felt like the more my morning routine actually improved now, Ben hasn't read this book yet, but he, he is going to read it. Next read. He's going to be his next read. Now, there's four laws of behavioral change, and they include make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. Now, if you've ever asked yourself, why don't you do what you say you're going to do? So why don't I do a morning routine? Why don't I stick to a diet when you say you will? Or why don't I lose the weight? The answer is pretty much found within the four behavioral changes. Now, we're going to briefly go through them. 
and kind of give our examples of the morning routine and how these four behavioral changes have actually helped us and I think we actually did it without even knowing like myself and Ben are we're 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 pretty driven people not gonna lie and some of these things we were already doing without even noticing so the first one is make it obvious now this is where you will want to try something called implementation intent intention the tongue twister and this is a plan you make before you Sound like quite sexy, act, <laughs> where you actually act and that is how you intend to implement a particular habit and the equation is i will behavior at the time in the location for example i will meditate uh, for example if you want to start reading i will read for 10 minutes in my kitchen it is that simple so when you start to make things obvious it's easier to implement a morning routine and to make this habit even more obvious and if you want to remember to do it you could do what ben does where he places his book on the kitchen table the night before so when he actually wakes up in the morning he sees that book on the table and he's making his cue a really big part of his environment and that is something that I don't think you ever used to do you never used to really make your cues that obvious no I think to be honest I just used to finish watching Netflix whatever documentary I was watching then I'd slumber down the stairs and probably just jump into bed (laughs) exactly so how have you found it beneficial that you wake up in the morning and your book is on the table like it's ready for you I think it's kind of similar to I've implemented similar stuff before and implemented similar stuff when working with clients. So one of the big things is it's 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 through that stops you from creating excuses not to do something because for example with clients, right, put your put your gym kit out at the end of your bed or whatever, because then first thing you see when you go up in the morning is your gym kit, you're ready to get up, you're mentally prepared to do so and the excuses don't come that oh I'm a favorite boxes were in the wash whatever and you you can't you can't sidestep stuff it's it's there it's ready yeah perfect now the second law is you make it attractive the more attractive an opportunity is the more likely it is to become habit forming now a really simple way to do this is habit stacking plus temptation building right for example if you want to go on instagram in the morning when you wake up but you also want to show more gratitude you could implement it by doing after your morning coffee you will write down or say to your partner or friend one thing you're grateful for that happened to you yesterday now that is something that you need to do you need to be grateful after you've said or written down the thing you're grateful for you can then go on instagram now instagram is your want you don't have to go on instagram but by putting together a habit with something you want to do it just makes it that little bit more attractive it makes it that little bit easier to actually want to do because I know we've both done it in the past where we really wanted to do something but we've made the habit or whatever we want to do really unattractive and something that you where you wouldn't wouldn't even want to try I'm trying to think of an example this is this is probably one of my biggest things which I've I was also going to talk about today was to do with why people procrastinate and that there's, there's different reasons why people procrastinate I won't go into too much detail with it because I could do a whole, could do a podcast whole podcast on, on procrastination but 
there's a there's a list of things that like one of them is being a perfectionist, um, which I think we both do sometimes. Yeah. One is um, being very vague with your goals. One's being indecisive. You could have low self esteem, so you don't have the confidence to do tasks. You'd be unfulfilled, and some people are unreal unrealistic about time or unrealistic about tasks. So, like you just said, make it really un- unattractive because they've built up this list of stuff that they've yeah. got to do or this mountain of stuff which is ahead of them, which then makes it impossible. So then what happens is we, we procrastinate to protect our own ego because if something's too big or circumstances change or it's it's a circumstance that's out of our control, which is why we didn't complete or do something or complete that habit, then it protects our, our own ego because we're like, oh, well, I couldn't have done it anyway because of X, Y, and Z rather than a bit really being my fault. Yeah, that's very insightful. Is that... F- that what you just read a book yeah i've just finished reading the now habit which is it's it's a shortish book but i've took some really good strategies away from it which i'll probably just drop in at the end of the podcast which if you are someone who struggles with procrastination which maybe you don't even know that you do then it might be quite helpful amazing now the third law of behavioral change is make it easy and we've kind of touched on this but this is where you create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible and you reduce the friction associated with good behaviors as when friction is low habits are easy this basically means you want to prime your environment to make future actions easier this is such a simple step and me and Ben implemented it without even knowing for our morning routine. I've always done this. I think I've just always had the habit from when I was literally 12 year old as a swimmer. I would lay my costume out for the morning and my joggers and my gilet to get changed into just to make it easier to actually get up at half four in the morning and go for a swim. Now, every night we will put two coffee mugs, a cafetiere and two glasses on the side ready for our pint of water and coffee. I'm also the one who ends up, by the way, if there's a, if there's a mug of a handle missing, guaranteed, yes. when my coffee lands on the table in the morning, mine's the coffee mug with no handle on it. We broke, somebody broke my favourite mug, so I, I refuse to not use the mug even though it's broken. Anyway. And then on the kitchen table, we will place our two coasters because we have a glass table and I'm very not okay with a, a ring mark. So I put the two coasters down where me and Ben sit and then also our gratitude journals Ben will put his book on the table so where he sits and I will get my yoga mat out and place my headphones onto the yoga mat so literally when we wake up in the morning everything is there like we're in bed and we know okay the coffee's out the yoga mat's out the book's ready the journals are ready holy hell it has made it so much easier to actually get out of bed this all sounds very anal I like that word. That's not okay. <laughs> that, that just but it's not, it's, it's, it's because we've been implementing it now, it's just become subconscious. It's just something we do before going to bed, isn't it? And that's, that's what a habit is. You want a habit to become so automatic, you can't even tell you're doing it. And in the book, it uses the example of um, basketball players. Is that the NFL? That's football. <laughs> NBA, National Basketball Association. We've just been watching. I know, we've been watching just the Michael Jordan. The last, da- last dance, we've been watching the documentary for the last couple of weeks. I forgot. But basketball players, they have a drill is, what's it called where they just tap it on the floor really fast? <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it right now. What's it called when they tap it on the floor? Really? Dribbling. Dribbling. 
that is a habit that they had to learn but it's so automatic and subconscious they don't realize they're doing it and that's what we actually do every single night with how easy we make our habits so I think that's something that you can all implement no matter what it is and as Ben said before if you're looking to work out in the morning have your workout clothes next to your bed like your shoes and everything your headphones whatever you need your water so you've no excuse really when you get out of bed now the last behavioral change is make it satisfying one of the most satisfying feelings is the feeling of making progress we all know this we all feel this with diet with workouts now a simple way to do this is a habit tracker where you can measure if you did a habit now this could be like highlighting something you complete in your diary this is my favorite thing to do in the whole entire world by the way now you could create a habit tracker for almost anything for a healthy morning routine you could write down four things you would like to religiously do now for example you could do write down your gratitudes, message a close friend, read one chapter and work out. Now, once your morning's over or even at the end of the day, you can highlight what you did because you can see you've made progress and you'll then get in the routine of wanting to highlight those four things every single day. I think, honestly, is the most satisfying thing to highlight things. My diary is always full. When I highlight something, don't I love my highlighters? oh my god it is the best thing ever so that is the fourth thing that you should do is to make it satisfying that is pretty much just the basics of behaviorism it's it's a habit then a reward so that reward obviously reinforces that habit or that task or that that certain behavior so Mm -hmm. that is as basic as it gets when it comes to behaviorism just a really good way to reinforce those new habits for it to be satisfying and get some rewards from it, I guess. Yeah, it's also not overcomplicating it. We're obviously doing a podcast on it to kind of explain to you how easy it is to implement these these strategies, these habits, these morning routines without doing 10 million different things at mm-hmm. once. We're literally having a coffee, gratitude, listening to a podcast or reading a book and working out. Like they're not they're not mundane, horrible tasks. We've made them so attractive and now they're just completely automatic to us. Yeah. Now one of the things we just touched on there though, the last thing was reward. So since I think we said we started our morning routine, like it's fairly new to us, only about four weeks old on new morning routine. It's something that I wanna carry on out of isolation. And since we've started our morning routine, the thing is for me isolation has been quite beneficial and I know that sometimes maybe people may take that back, that the wrong way but I probably wouldn't have discovered a morning routine otherwise and some people may think that's weird but even for like the past year I've really struggled with sleep and it's only since discovering this routine it's started to to really help me now some of the other things in regards to I've achieved since starting this morning routine is that I'd probably before this read two or three full books in my life that's it's weird that, isn't it? that is true but since starting the morning routine four weeks ago i've read three books and that is incredible yeah i've read three books and then the amount i've learned from it the way that i feel from it is has changed i'm way way happier i've realized the importance of working on myself before other people because we're starting the first thing in the day i've been 
far more efficient with my work because of the new things that I've learned and implemented. I work better and I'm able to play more. That makes sense. Do you want to explain the play more bit? I don't think people will understand. Yeah, so this kind of reverts back to what I was talking about before with the procrastination side of things and I've always been and I think Lucy noticed this a while ago I'm a procrastinator so I'm one of those people who is like a a dog when they see a shiny thing on the floor I'll chase it around <laughs> whatever catches my attention I'll go to it and it happens with it's true it happens with work so I can be I can be doing work or I can be doing something and then something will pop up or something will happen and my attention's pretty much taken away from it and I procrastinate on things and tasks will start to take longer than they should and it's something that I addressed since starting my morning routine and I read the book called The Now Habit which a couple of people have asked me about on Instagram and from reading the book like you start to see how a lot of other people procrastinate like I even said to you didn't I like Lucy's probably one of the most efficient people with work that I know I'm one of the most productive people but still she can be a procrastinator in her own way because she's a bit of perfectionist. So being a perfectionist and perfectionism a a perfectionist. can can, <laughs> can lead to procrastination. <laughs> and what I mean by that is we went for a run the other day, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And because you're a perfectionist, being a perfectionist in tasks and being a high achiever can sometimes mean that we put extra pressure on ourselves because we, we've won in other things. So we put that expectation on ourselves for the, the next task or the next event that we do. And it can sometimes become overwhelming all that pressure to to achieve something and be a winner when the only person who's really putting those expectations on ourselves is us yeah I've always um I guess been a perfectionist it you to be fair it used to be a lot worse when I first met Ben this is like three years ago three and a half years ago maybe I was really I came from swimming I I was driven and everything was really anal in my life from the ages of 10 to 18 10 to 18 so coming out of it was really difficult and I do actually love being a perfectionist I love being efficient and organized but there's kind of like a level and I do sometimes I sometimes go over it for example like Ben said the run we we're trying to aim for a time on a one point um four what no one point five mile run. We're aiming for nine minutes thirty, and the first time we did it, I got ten forty five. The second time we did it, I got ten oh nine. But I was so annoyed because I wasn't near the, the time. But I'd shaved off like thirty five seconds. And Ben was like, "You need to realize that you've done an amazing job for this run. You've taken off thirty five seconds, even though you have a little bit more to shave off." why am I instantly so negative because Mm -hmm. I wasn't perfect and I didn't hit that time I didn't appreciate what I'd done and I think a lot of us do that we kick ourselves in the foot a little bit when you don't automatically achieve something straight away because results won't happen overnight like the morning routine I guess it took us like a week or so to to get into there were certain things Mm -hmm. like if I was making the coffee which I do because I love doing it because I've got a gorgeous cafetiere I will start cleaning the sides because I'm I'm such a perfectionist. Like I'll start cleaning and that's not part of my morning routine. So Ben's like, Lucy, sit down. Like you don't need to do that. You can do that later. And it's just things like that that I think you, your own person, will start to understand about yourself. And I think it's made me a little bit more relaxed with cleaning and mm-hmm. not being as bad as I was. Yeah. And it's, it's just another form of procrastination. So 
mine was that procrastination can be a tool of self-sabotage as well so for you not to achieve things because you don't feel like you're you're worthy of them so what we'll do is we'll procrastinate so that we don't actually have to start a task or we'll just do it to our not to our full ability so then if we underachieve or we don't achieve the goal then it protects our ego because we can say oh i actually only had this much time to do it in the end um which is sometimes what i would do um and if you have a goal and you feel like you're a bit procrastinate or you put stuff off or you end up writing big lists and never fulfilling things never achieve them the the couple of things that i've taken from this book which is brilliant is i did three days of where i wrote down for three days what i was doing for those three days and when you actually look at the what you've done and the amount of time that you actually have because you're supposed to write in there like uh i ate for half an hour i took a shower uh, i did this i was on the phone and when you actually look at how much time you actually have to work in a day you probably only have five hours of real time to work and complete tasks and when you realize how much time you really have to deliver on those tasks and to complete work you, you won't put as much stuff in your day because you realize there's that big list that you've wrote up for yourself isn't achievable and you're putting expectations on yourself that you can't do like i'd write a list full of things but then in there would never be well i'm gonna have lunch here i'm gonna take a break here i'm gonna take a shower like they just weren't there so when those things happened it then pushed all my tasks tasks back and put more pressure on myself to where then i'd procrastinate even more so the biggest thing that i've taken away and some people might have seen it on my instagram story is something called the unscheduled sheet so i'll have a sheet for my week and the first thing that i'll put in there first is what Lucy was referring to first before, sorry, which is called guilt-free play. So that is putting all the things in your week that you want to do. So instead of me putting my tasks in first, the things that I need to do for the week, I put things in there like I want to. I'm going to train here. I'm going to read here. I'm going to have a barbecue here. Go for a coffee. I'm going to go for a coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a walk. Um, I'm going to play FIFA. I'm going to speak to this person, and then there'd be the things I put in green, so I color code them. And then I put the things in where the things that I have to do, such as shower, eat, walk to the shop, like those things that take time, which you just have to do. And then after that, I'll put my task in with whatever time's left. So you, you reverse engineering things because at the end of the day, the reason why you're doing tasks is so that you can get a sense of achievement, whether to make money, to create more time, whatever it is, it's because you want to be happy in the long run. So by reverse scheduling, you're putting the things that make you happy anyway. So like Lucy was talking about before with habit formations, you positive reinforcing behaviours because by completing that task, you've then got uh, a walk after that or you've then got uh, playing FIFA or whatever your your thing of enjoyment is, you've got that coming shortly after. So you break your day up into half an hour and you, I don't now do any more than 30 minutes work in one go. And the amount of work that I get done in that 30 minutes of uninterrupted time, and you've got to be pretty precious that 30 minutes put my headphones on 30 minutes i'll get done in 30 minutes what sometimes you do an hour and a half yeah ben yeah everything ben just said there is so true and it's really been beneficial for him he used to write so many things down in his diary on one day and i was like why you've got like 11 tasks like Mm -hmm. you're not you're not going to get that done i'm telling you and that used to frustrate him when i said you're not going to get it done and then i was almost saying it's like a personal challenge then i wouldn't stop until stupid o'clock at night yeah and it was like I was having an attack on him when I wasn't. I was just kind of being realistic. Like, I'm the type of person who's 
who will set myself four, four or five tasks that I know have to be done and I won't cram my whole week into one day. So that sheet has been the most beneficial thing for Ben that I can see from like a third party perspective on how he's actually approaching task and task tasks and his enjoyment overall and his happiness and positivity has massively massively improved so if you're the type of person who does tend to procrastinate who scrolls on instagram for an hour and just isn't really getting anything done and who wants to avoid tasks i would definitely recommend doing what ben has has suggested and even dropping him a dm yeah on instagram which is at my coach benji if you wanted to chat to him further sorry i've just duped you in it there but i just <laughs> think, right. um, i'll probably put the i probably put the video of my sheet up today and over the next few days this week anyway so you can actually see what that entails um because at the end of the day we all want to have more time to do things that make us happy we don't want to be spending a lot of time doing work we work so that we can have more free time and it's something that i've really noticed over the, the last two years of of course wanting to be successful and wanting to have more money more time and uh, more holidays uh, nicer um what nicer things mm-hmm. i suppose and in essence i just wanted to be happier because we want those things to make ourselves feel better i wanted more money to be happy i want to create more free time to be happy but this was all like less to do with the external circumstances and just really creating more free time so that I could be happy and again I suppose this leads on quite nicely now we did we didn't do a podcast today, but it was part of a seminar that we did with Paul Mort where he really brought this up for both me and you didn't he and mm-hmm. it was to do with building your own happy list oh the happy list this this idea is, is the most simple thing and you pretend you're going to like a buffet and that buffet is I love a buffet. plates of happiness now this could this will be different for every single person as well by the way like mine will be different to Ben's we'll have some similar elements but this is where so on my happy list for example I have reading sitting in the sun drinking rum going for a walk (laughs) having a flat white with oat milk facetiming my mum and dad like I have loads of things that make me happy so if I'm suddenly feeling a little bit low or there's a dip or I'm not not 100% sure how I'm feeling I'll just go to my buffet, I'll pick a plate, I might pick the oat milk and I will go and get an oat milk coffee and I instantly do feel happy and it really is that simple. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a brilliant thing. It, it comes back to the start of the podcast we were talking about before in regards to you You don't just wake up happy, you've got to create that feeling and it's what Paul was speaking about with us and that's one of the reasons why I got my scooter, isn't it? I love my scooter. scooter. So I'll, I'll put my headphones on and leave a listen to a podcast or some music that I want to listen to. And even the other day, you, got a, you jumped in the shower, didn't you? I didn't even know where I got Meg, where's Ben? I just went out on my scooter for 15 minutes. I was scooting around Manchester on my scooter with my headphones in, with the sun out. I was like, I just feel like a kid again. No pressure. Just enjoying the wind going through with my big ears. And having those things that I can just call on immediately has been a game changer. And... One of those things in that list is my morning routine. I love doing it every single day and it makes it makes me happy. At the same time, I think just on that note, it's important to sometimes, this is the thing me and you were speaking about the other day and I'm really bad at, is embracing the bad things in life as well and the bad feelings. Like when I was saying to you, I'll just try and suppress them and 
when shit yeah. things happen, I don't really, I kind of just push them aside and don't really embrace them. And I found an interesting quote, which was, it was similar to when you get these bad feelings and sometimes you push them aside. It's like having a beach ball that you, you know, when you're older and you try to push push a beach ball in the water and it just mm. keeps popping back up to the surface, doesn't it? No matter how many times you yeah. try, it just keeps coming back up. It's exactly the same with your feelings. They're going to just pop back up again. Ooh. Do you like that? I like that. It's a very nice analogy. So it's just about in, in um, embracing those feelings and 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 being one with them. I sound like a bit of a monk at the moment, don't I? It's all you become philo- ph- philosophical. I, I will get this word right, I'll, won't I? I'll, I'll have to write it down. We put little dashes in between. To be fair, it's a hard word to uh, say, but yeah. and that that's just become more of my habit is using that happy buffet to to feel better and with the whole morning routine. I know. There's a lot. Lucy probably correct me on this one because she's read the Habit book, but and you came up and told me about this the other day in regards to the 66 days to create a habit. What was the? Yeah. So there's a lot of this where it says it's 66 days to create a habit, which isn't actually true. It's not 66 days. It's the frequency that you perform that habit. So in 66 days, you could perform a habit four times. Like if you're trying to create the habit of working out you might work out four times in 66 days. That doesn't mean after 66 days, the habit is created. The point is the frequency of the habit. So if you have a habit of wanting to work out, if you work out four days a week consistently for five or six weeks, you're going to create a really strong habit of being the type of person who works out and who trains. So it's the frequency of performing that habit, not the number of days, which I think, it definitely got confused. Um, a lot of people said, oh, create a habit in 66 days. It's like, it's not just 66 days. It's mm-hmm. how often and how frequent are you performing that habit in that in, in, in an amount of time? Yeah, and this, again, comes down to opportunity. Have I said this po- this, this quote before about the Japanese women I'm not on the podcast? Sure. I know I've mentioned it on my YouTube before, but there's um, a quote in the in the journal that we sometimes, well, that we always write in each day, and it's about... Um, women in japan so basically japanese women have the highest expectancy life expectancy in the in the world which is about 87 years old so if we're being optimistic and assume you'll live to at least the age of 87 according to your adult life which is 18 to 87 that amounts to more than twenty-five thousand days mm-hmm. so you get up more than twenty-five thousand times in your adult life how many of these mornings have passed by unconsciously? Think of the immense effect that a meaningful morning routine could have had on that day. Now use your imagination and picture this effect for a moment. I like that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, you have that many opportunities to... Sorry, I was sat in silence then because I was thinking about what you said. You have that many opportunities to change your your morning routine pretty much and that's... If you start implementing them, like how much, how sure of a time you have to commit for that to become a habit? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a beautiful way to finish today's episode. This has been a really enjoyable podcast to discuss. Mm-hmm. And just on that note, on our on our happy list, me and Lucy have just finished our morning routine. We've had a little meeting, a little chit chat. We've recorded this podcast, which. Are it's probably about an hour long and now as part of our habit it's only 10 30 and we're about to go and go for a walk in the sun and get a while well, i'm having a decaf 
flat white with oat milk, probably the least masculine the least masculine coffee order you'll ever find. Yeah. But again, part of our happy list and just going to enjoy the morning. Yeah, and we hope you all have a really wonderful mm. day, evening, whatever you are in the world listening to this. Oh, one thing, sorry. If you want to visually see what our morning routine looks like, you can jump onto both mine and Lucy's YouTube channels because we've actually recorded our morning routine um, for you to watch on there as well. It's just kind of a short insight to what it looks like. Yeah, 100%. Which is, so, what, what's your channel called? Sorry, just to remind people. Lucy Davis. Fit. <laughs> Very original. And mine's just my coach, Ben. Yeah, so definitely have a little look at those. As always, we really, really appreciate you posting about the podcast, tagging, tagging us in it. If possible, please leave us a review and subscribe. It actually means the world to us. Like mm-hmm. we, we love that you guys enjoy listening to the podcast and that it helps you and you're finding it beneficial. And as always, it is sponsored by the My Coach School dot com, which, which is our coaching mm-hmm. website. And there's now only three days if you listen to this podcast on the twenty seventh of May. There's three days left to sign up for a VIP free trial. So you can go on um, www.microschool.com, go on to the VIP membership and use VIP free trial to get a thirty day free trial of our VIP coaching. Yeah, we definitely recommend. You've only got three days left. But as always, guys, have a wonderful rest of your day and evening and we'll catch you on the next podcast. And I'm actually going to finish this podcast with another quote, just the way it started. So it is, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. And we will catch you in the next one, guys. Bye, guys.